You're listening to Take It Personally, a podcast about the personal side of business and the art of standing out. Hey there, and welcome back to Take It Personally. I'm excited to have you here today. We've got a guest episode, and I'm really excited about it because I think it brings a really interesting perspective to the table. So Chelsea Schnell is the creator of a new nonprofit called Evermore Blooms, and that's what we're going to talk about on the podcast today. Um, she's Chelsea's local. We both live in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and so that's how I know her. And our paths first crossed in the photography community, and um, that was really how kind of Chelsea got her start in the creative world, and obviously also how I got mine. Um, and her story is really interesting because she talks a lot about um, realizing that she needed to pivot and not necessarily, uh, certainly not um, for the reasons that we've talked about so far on the podcast, like making more money or diversifying your income or all of those things, which are important. Um, but Chelsea really talks about pivoting more from an emotional and a spiritual place, like understanding that there were bigger things that she was meant to do on this earth and um, things that would fulfill her in deeper, more meaningful ways. And that's really why she chose to pivot. And this is something, um, this is this is a reason to pivot that up until now we haven't really talked about on the podcast. And I think it's probably one of the most important reasons to change course in your business or in your life. And I just love the way that Chelsea talks about it. She's so convicted with her mission and I think she's really going to help a lot of people. So I enjoyed this conversation so much. I hope you do too. Uh, please welcome Chelsea Schnell to the podcast. Chelsea, thank you so much for joining me today on Take It Personally. Thanks for having me, Mad. Yes. Well, go ahead and um, just do a little bit of an introduction. Let us hear all about you. Yeah. So I am Chelsea Schnell. I live in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. I'm married. Um, we've been married almost 11 years in June, which is insane to think about. Um, we have three kiddos here that we get to snuggle and smooch on and drive us crazy. Um, Owen is eight. Oliver is four. And Annie Girl is almost two. And then we've got two babies in heaven, Ava, Grace, and Orion, Job, that we lost to miscarriage. Um, I think it's important to note I'm an Enneagram 4, which says a lot about me just in a nutshell. Um, pretty much that means I just have a lot of feelings, lots and lots of feelings, um, a lot of my own and then a lot of everyone else's that I just kind of soak up and absorb. Um, I love a good quality cupcake. Shout out to all my cupcakes, best cupcake store in town. Um, I love the color teal. If you know me for about two seconds, you will pick up on that. And I love a good sleep in Saturday. So I, my, my kind of Monday through Thursday, nine to five is I work in marketing. And then in my free time, which I don't know if it's called free time, if you're working during your free time, but um, I'm a photographer. I get to share about some awesome makeup. I um, most recently am the founder of a nonprofit called Evermore Blooms. Um, we provide flowers to moms who've suffered a miscarriage on her hardest days. So days like her due date, um, days like the anniversary of her loss. So that kind of is what fills my time. That's so awesome. So your story is so interesting and unique because it's just taken a lot of different turns. I feel like as your life has changed and as you've kind of figured out who you are and what you're passionate about and like all those things that we figure out as we get older. Yeah. So 
how did you get to where you are right now? And I know that that's not probably a super easy question, (laughs) but I would love to know what your journey has looked like. Yeah. So I started um, my photography business 10 years ago, which is crazy. That's such a long time. Um, I started 10 years ago and I, I quickly just kind of learned that, you know, I really just love making people happy. Um, and I love their reaction when they get their pictures. It's such a satisfying thing. Um, and I also realized very early on that kind of my jam was going to be newborns and weddings. Um, and then once I had babies of my own, it became very apparent to me that I really wanted to focus on newborns. Um, and so after, um, my first miscarriage, after we lost Ava, um, I had a really intense shift in my perspective when it came to newborn photography. Um, I spent a lot of time like posing babies and putting them in cute headbands and putting them on props and like doing all these elaborate setups. And I just kind of had this like moment of like, my goodness, these babies are so perfect and so miraculous. And there's not a headband I could put on them. That's going to make them more perfect. Um, and so I had that kind of started brewing in my heart and I kind of pushed it down for a while because I was like, Oh, you know, that's not what people want. People like the cute headbands and they like all that stuff. And, and I felt like industry, like my peers in the industry weren't, weren't doing what I felt I should be doing. And so I was like, okay, well let's kind of keep doing this. Um, and then after having our last baby girl, Annie, um, I actually struggled with some really, really intense postpartum depression and anxiety. And I just felt like I have to simplify Otherwise I'm going to lose my mind. I am losing my mind. (laughs) Um, and so I was like, you know what, I'm going to do it. And I just kind of had this, like, I don't care what everyone says. I'm going to follow my heart. And I just kind of went back to my roots as an artist. Um, I've always kind of tried to be an artist first, photographer second, and I feel like I got those two mixed up for a while. And so I had a come to Jesus moment with my work and I sold like 90% of my stuff and I did a complete rebrand and I decided, you know what, like I want to create work that makes people feel something, not like something that people think is cute. Um, I remember one time someone looked at my work and they're like, oh my gosh, that's such a cute headband. (laughs) And my heart just sank. I was like, no, we should be focusing on how beautiful this baby is. And and if I I myself as an artist, I'm distracting from that. Like I'm, I don't want to create that kind of work. Um, and so, yeah, I, that's kind of what led me to like where my current work is now. Um, and it's been, it's been a long 10 years of like, what do I want to do? What don't I want to do? And that, I mean, that's part of it and it's fun and it's stressful, but it's, it's all, it all kind of leads you to where you are. I love that so much because I think that it shows like that the, the different types of photography or whatever industry you're talking about, like Mm -hmm. every, there's going to be like sub niches or whatever you want to call them and none of them are bad or good they're gonna be right or wrong for certain people and I love you were able to identify like yes I still want to I still want to work with newborns but in a different way and maybe in a way that not everyone else is doing Mm -hmm. and I'm gonna kind of pave my own way and figure it out yeah. And I mean, don't get me wrong. The headbands are adorable. Like when I had my baby girls, like give me all the headbands, um, give me all the bows. So like, I get it. I just felt like I was just, what in my heart, like the work I wanted to create wasn't that anymore. Um, but yeah, I mean, every now and then you'll catch me with a headband and I ain't got no shame. <laughs> 
Absolutely. Well, and considering your journey and the realization that you had, like that just makes perfect sense. So how did you get from photography into Evermore Blooms, which, and when did you found that like recently? Recently? Yeah. So one of the things that just kept coming up, um, you know, I'd have these new mothers in my studio and I'm very open about my miscarriage um, stories and not everyone is and not everyone has to be, um, but I am. And um, these beautiful new mothers would come into my studio and I'd be taking pictures of their sweet baby and we'd just get start talking and they would tell me, you know, I've had a miscarriage or two or three and it just it just was like this moment of like, I'm here taking pictures, but I don't think that's what I'm here doing. I think I'm here to serve these mothers in a way that like only I can serve them only a way that God has put on my heart to serve them. And, and so it kind of led into this, like, I can still take pictures. I can absolutely still take pictures, but I think this is what I should be doing. I think I need to serve these mothers in a way that isn't being done right now. Um, and so I'm thankful, like being in photography for 10 years, you meet, you meet so many people. I mean, just, it's kind of part of the gig. Um, and so I've met so many women, I've heard so many stories and I think like it's, it's all just kind of led me to launching Evermore and we just launched, oh goodness, I don't even know the official date. It's been kind of a whirlwind. Um, but recently within like the last 60 days, I don't know, <laughs> I should probably forgot our founding date, whatever. Um, but yeah, so we just launched it and it has been so amazing. I mean, some of our biggest supporters are clients of mine, my photography clients. And so it all just has meshed so beautifully together. Um, and obviously like being able to create beautiful pictures for our content, you know, it makes a big difference in if people, you know, think we're legit or not. And so it's all been like, everything has lined up, but I, I know that like those 10 years of hearing these stories and meeting these moms has led me to this. I absolutely adore this. I, you know, it's really interesting because we had an episode recently about pivoting in your business. Yeah. And we were talking about it more from the lens of like COVID-19. And if you can no longer take photos, how can you still serve your people? And, yeah. um, really making sure that you're very, very clear on what your why is, because if you know what your why is, you'll mm -hmm. be able to pivot and kind of find a new way to achieve that why. Absolutely. And I think another thing to um, keep in mind is that sometimes you need to pivot for your own fulfillment, right? Sure. Yeah. Which is exactly what you did. Like mm -hmm. saying, okay, well, I'm, I'm serving these mothers through photography but that's not totally filling my cup anymore. So how else can I accomplish what it is I'm here to accomplish? And what does that maybe look like? Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's been what it is. I just, photography will always be a part of me. Um, but I think God wanted more for me and it was just a catalyst to something else. I think that that's the case for a lot of just creatives in general, yeah. whether photography or graphic design, like the art is a wonderful thing and it's there for a reason, but oftentimes there's some, there's something bigger. Like mm -hmm. it's not just, I want to take pictures every day of my life, but why, you know? Yeah. Right, right, right. And I think we get wrapped up a lot in like how many pictures we take and how many sessions we have in our calendar and like all those things. But I mean, there was times where I was like, I had a full calendar and a great income. And I was just like, I'm not, I mean, I like this work, but it doesn't make me feel anything. It doesn't make me, you know, 
want to go hug my kids a little tighter or, you know, be grateful for the family I have. Like, I don't know. I just had like this like awakening of just like, what kind of work do I want to create? Do I want to be a machine or do I want to be someone who like truly makes connections with people and truly creates work that like emotes a feeling again and gram for all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's so true though. It's kind of getting to that point where you think you'll have, you know, that the point that you have worked toward your entire career and then you get there and you're like, is this it? Like, yeah. Is this all that there is? Yeah. Totally. totally. And I remember too, like there were certain poses that I'd be like, gosh, if I could only nail that pose, I will make it. And then I nailed the pose and I'm like, okay, well, got that check. Like what's next, you know? And so it just kind of became kind of empty. Um, And I was like, this isn't, this isn't where I, this is not what I want to do. This is not the kind of work that I want to do. So. I feel like that's such a giant realization to come oh, to. And you huge. talk about, yeah, like huge. I mean, that's life-changing in the best way. Yeah. So you talk about, um, you know, t- having these conversations with other mothers, but like how else did you arrive at this? Because this is like, this is a big realization. Yeah. Um, I mean, part of it. So the whole idea was birthed out of, um, it was two years ago. I had shared something, um, on the anniversary of my lost date with Ava, which I consider her birthday. It's the day she was born. Um, and so I posted something and later that day, uh, flowers showed up at my door and I didn't know who they were from. They were anonymous. Um, I ended up finding out who it was because her phone number was on the card and she was in my contacts. The craziest thing is she's another photographer in town. And just that community that, that Sioux Falls photographers have is so special and so unique. Um, but she was a girl like, I mean, we're friends, but not like we don't talk every day. We don't, you know, we don't hang out. We're just kind of, you know, professional friends. Um, and it was so amazing because I was like, she doesn't even really like know me. Um, and she gave um, me permission to kind of mourn the way I wanted to mourn on this day and feel all the things I wanted to feel. And that is kind of when the idea was born. I was like, wow, what would it look like if um, mothers of miscarriage got flowers delivered to them on the days that are hard? What would that look like? How could we make that happen? Um, and so it just kind of sat there for a couple of years while I kind of sorted out, you know, what I wanted to do with my life, which Still don't know what I want to do with my life. Who, whoever knows, really. Um, my husband loves that about me. <laughs> He's very much like ABC, and I'm like A T, like whatever. Not ATV, but um, yeah. So I'm kind of all over the place. But yeah, so it um, it was kind of a challenge through our church, and uh, kind of like what could you do if you if like money wasn't a barrier to entry, and so we were awarded a grant to get it started. And, um, a lot of people did all these different kind of projects and, you know, a lot of them were just kind of like, we do the project and then it's done. And I, of course was like, let's launch a nonprofit because I'm bored with my life. <laughs> um, and so have an, an, an amazing group of volunteers that help us out. Um, we have a girl that's running our social media accounts for us and, um, we have a florist partner in town that is just blowing us away with the quality of flowers she's sending out. They're so beautiful. 
Um, in every bouquet, we have a wooden flower that's hand painted by an artist in Sioux Falls. Oh and they go, I didn't know that. Yeah. And so the mom gets the flowers and there's a little card that, you know, just kind of gives her some love and encouragement. And then it says like, in your bouquet, there's one wooden flower for you to keep forever. Um, and that's kind of part of the Evermore name, like just the, the love we have for these babies is evermore. Um, and the love that God has for us is evermore. And so that kind of wooden flower kind of serves as a reminder for that. So yeah, it's been, the response has been overwhelming. Just this morning, I got a message on Instagram from someone I've followed for years. And she's like, I love what you're doing. Can I send a bouquet to a friend in Florida? And I was like, shoot. <laughs> um, I'm like, not not yet, but we hope to. Um, and so the big dream is that we have florist partners across the United States. And like, this is just a thing everywhere. Um, really, really exciting and scary and um, just really exciting to think about. How did you, so you currently have volunteers, correctly, that help you out. Yep. Yep. So how did you like drum up that support? What did that look like? Yeah, so um when our church kind of, it was called the run project. And when our church launched it, they actually put my idea on the church website and um, people could just email me if they wanted to be a part of it. And I was overwhelmed with emails. I was like, Oh my goodness, who are these people? Like, I don't even like know their stories. And it was kind of, you know, sorry, baby's crying. If you can hear that. Um, it was kind of, um, one of those things where I was like, this is such an important thing to me. And I kind of held it a little bit. I was like, no touching anybody else. Like this is kind of my baby here. And so to allow these like strangers into this, um, was really scary. And then I sat down and talked to all of them, kind of gave them not really an interview, but like, kind of like, why do you want to be a part of this? And they all bring such incredible perspectives. Um, there's one girl on our team that her mom has lost a baby and she doesn't really ever talk about it. And I was like, goodness, I've never thought about the perspective of a sibling. You know, like, what does it mean as you become a grown adult knowing that your mom, you know, miscarried and there's a sibling that you're, that you've never met? Like, whoa, whoa. Like, I've never thought about that perspective. Um, and so, yeah, they, they all bring such an incredible um, viewpoint and um, just so grateful for all the different ways um, that they can contribute and definitely, definitely could not have done it without them. That's so cool. So you mentioned a little bit, you know, some potential growth that you hope to have, but tell me like in your wildest dreams, like five, 10 years from now, where do you hope Evermore is? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I get scared about dreaming that big. Cause then I'm like, if it doesn't happen, I'm going to feel like a failure. Um, I will admit when people ask, like what, what, what are some goals you're working toward right now? I'm like, I'm not going to tell you. I'm not telling you. And that's kind of, I mean, that's honestly how Evermore started. We were um, in a meeting at church and I was actually still on staff at the time. And so and they were like, okay, what's your idea? And I was like, oh crap, if I say this out loud, I'm going to have to do it. Um, and so I think, you know, five to 10 years, goodness sakes. Um, I might, I hope, I hope we're nationwide. I really do. Um, I pray that, you know, the, the goal, when we were awarded the grant, we were told we need you to bless 50 women. That's your goal. And I was like, okay. And, um, we are well on our way. We're like two months in and we've already sent out four bouquets. Um, and it's kind of like, you know, it's an extended thing. So, um, 
so it doesn't matter how long it takes us to reach those 50, but our list, like we have, I think 24 women's names submitted. Um, so it's incredible, but yeah, so nationwide for sure. Um, we just have incredible like florist partners across the country. And I, I, I don't, I haven't really let my mind go there because, and honestly, part of it is because it's having such an incredible impact right now that it's like, I'm just trying to soak it in and be grateful and, um, had a slight freak out like the night before we launched. Um, and I was just like, we got to do this. It's got to be so big and it's got to reach all these women. And my husband very sweetly said, if one woman gets flowers, it will be a success. And and that happened and we cried, our whole team cried. And it was just like, we're doing this thing. Um, so gosh, yeah, I think, I think my main goal is just to like not leave any woman uncared for, um, whatever that looks like. If we're nationwide, um, we have us like a community on Facebook where you can join, um, like, if you've gotten the flowers or if you've had a miscarriage and you need some support, we have that. And so I hope that just grows. I hope that becomes a place where women can just really share their stories and feel um, supported. I think miscarriage in general is a very, um, it can be a very lonely experience. Um, it's oftentimes, you know, happens before you've told anyone that you're pregnant. Um, and it often, oftentimes happens, like people want to say really nice, helpful things but they don't. <laughs> and, um, that can be really hard to show grace through. Um, and so, yeah, just having that place where people can talk freely and, and know that, you know, the, like for me, I've said this before, like I spent a lot of time defending my right to grieve my babies. Um, had a lot of people trying to tell me like, you know, it was early, um, you know, at least it wasn't later. And it was so heartbreaking because I was like, these are my babies. Um, and with Ava, especially, I actually found her. Um, it was a very early loss, but I found her and it was like the most incredible thing I've ever seen. And for someone to tell me that wasn't a baby yet, I'm like, did you see her? Because I did. And it was, you know, she was a baby. Um, and it's so different than like a full-term loss. Um, obviously my heart breaks for those mothers too. Um, but they were, you know, visually pregnant. People could tell, you know? Um, and so when there's no baby, people know, and they, you know, they can, people can wrap their brains around that, um, around like, what it looks like to comfort that mother. Um, no one can wrap their brains around losing a baby at any time. Don't misunderstand me. Um, but I think just having this community to support these women who oftentimes feel a little bit forgotten, feel a little bit like their baby, you know, wasn't as big of a loss as others. Um, and in the same breath, I always, I always want to say like, it's okay if a mother doesn't want to talk about her miscarriage or she doesn't feel like she has to talk about it. Like it is so different for everybody. Um, I think the issue comes in when a mom is dying to talk about her baby and no one lets her, you know? And so that's kind of the thing I want to change. Um, I think our whole goal is to just change the conversation on miscarriage. Just, it's gotta be changed. Um, yeah, that's a long answer long. <laughs> it's it, that was perfect and I just, I think you're so right. And and part of me is so happy and proud of people like you because the conversation has already changed so much compared to 
when our mothers were having babies and when our grandmothers were having babies. Yes. And so thank God for that. But there's still so much work to be done. Yes, for sure. For sure. Yeah. And if we can be a tiny little part of that, it will be an honor. Yeah, for sure. So what would your advice be to people who are working on a business that's no longer fulfilling them in the way that it used to be? Or maybe it has never fulfilled them and they yeah. just like, haven't been able to figure that out. Yeah. So I I t- put a lot of thought into this question, Maddie, because it's really important. And I, I kind of had to like digest and dissect kind of where I was at and where I'm at now. Um, and I really think it's like, three things. Okay. So everybody get your notepads ready. Okay. <laughs> I'm not a professional. I don't have it all together, but hopefully this is helpful. Um, but I think for me, step one was like, what are the parts of this business that I actually really love that I completely love? Um, and for me, what I loved was the people and the stories and the relationships and, you know, creating really beautiful pictures for people that I loved and who loved me back. Um, and I'm still doing that. Like nothing about that has changed, you know? Um, for me, that looked like, um, creating a VIP client group, which was very long overdue. Um, but I did that. And so now it's filled with all these people who know me, um, know that, you know, I need to sleep and that I have kids and that I have a life. And like, I don't just live and breathe with a camera in my hand and add a at a desk editing. Um, and so for me, it has been like, what do I love about this? And that is serving these people really well. Um, and so then like to see those people, um, I've only had that group open for a few weeks and to see the love that they've given me, like words of affirmation is my love language y'all. And like, it has been so amazing. I, I even responded to a couple of girls yesterday. They were like going on and on about how amazing I was. And I was like, I promise I didn't start this group just to be showered in compliments, but I'm not mad about it. Um, and so, yeah, just kind of step one, what are the things you actually love? And then step two, like, what do you need to prune out that is draining you? That is completely draining you. And for me, it involved something that was really scary and like kind of wanted to make me puke a little bit. Um, And that was taking down my Instagram account. (gasps) Gasp. And it was taking down my website. Gasp. Like these things that just brought me so much anxiety and so much like unrest of like comparison traps and like all these things. And so I unfollowed a lot of people. I removed myself from a lot of the groups, like, and I just honed in like, like, what do I want to do with the people who already love me and support me instead of like, I feel like this goes like against everything you can Maddie. So I'm sorry, but like, I feel like for me, it was like, I'm screaming to the masses and I'm getting people who aren't even the right fit for me. Like, I feel like my voice was pretty clear. I, you know, my style was very clear, but I would still get the people who were just not a good fit for me. Um, Thankfully there's, you know, a hundred other photographers in town you can choose from. Um, But for me, it was really exhausting. And then to have that rejection of like, you're too expensive. We don't, you know, um, we're not choosing you for a reason, ABC, like some people can just let that roll off their back. I can't, (laughs) I'll just be honest. I can't. And I, you know, you'd think after 10 years in this industry, I would be better at it, but I'm not because newsflash, I'm a human and it's hard. And so, um, 
I just kind of removed those things that really just drained my spirit and made me less focused on creating really beautiful work. Um, and so I think, you know, for me, like one of the biggest panic moments I had was like, who am I, if not a photographer, who am I, you know? And it kind of had this realization of like, I am not my work. I put a lot of me into my work, but I am not my work. And I think like, as creative, we have to remember that. Like, it's absolutely phenomenal and beautiful that you put your heart into your work. You should, you should want to do that. But when it becomes who you are, there's a shift that happens that's maybe not so healthy. You're um, right. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And so, like, at the end of the day, I just kind of had to realize, like, even if I'm not Chelsea, the photographer, like, I'm still Chelsea who takes pictures, you know? Like, <laughs> just in a separating those two identities. Like my identity is not wrapped up in, you know, the pictures I take. Mm -hmm. It's wrapped up in how I care about people and it's wrapped up in who Jesus sees me as honestly. And so, okay. So step one, assess the parts that you really love. Number two, what do you need to prune out? And if you have never heard the term prune, prune just means like take off the dead stuff and let the healthy stuff grow. And it can be really scary because you're chopping off all this stuff and you're like, oh crap, like I'm going to kill the whole thing when really you're just giving more room for the really healthy parts to grow. Um, and so with that, like number three is like dream about what else could flourish if you pivot. Like what would happen if you actually did those first two things and pivot? And for me, obviously it's been evermore. Like this has been a dream of mine for two years that I didn't pursue because I was so busy trying to keep up with my photography business. And I know now like this is what God wants me to do and that he has used like the last 10 years to put me exactly where I am. And I just feel like if we sat down and asked ourselves like what kind of impact could we have if we didn't spend our, all of our energy, like denying our calling, you know, like we, we do the things and we fill the calendars and we do all this stuff that like makes us all this money and gets us all this recognition, but it, it totally burns us out. And so for me, it was like, gosh, what would, what would I have the brain space for and the heart space for and the energy for if I stopped trying to do all those things that just drained me? Um, and so I'm just glad that I had the courage and the support of all these volunteers and my husband and um, friends who have been with me since day one of my business saying like, we're still going to hire you for pictures. Like, I don't care what you do. <laughs> and so it's just been a huge blessing. And I just feel like if we can just shift that energy to something that um, actually aligns more with our souls, like, and I truly feel like my work has only benefited from me taking a step back from the business. Um, I'm still running a business. I still collect sales tax. Like I'm still doing all the things, but I'm no longer doing that like hustle stuff. Um, and my work is so beautiful because of it, in my opinion. Um, and I think my clients are feeling it too. They're just like, gosh, these pictures. And I'm like, I know. Um, and so just kind of allowing the space for things to grow um, that you have just been like ignoring the weeds, you know, like you're surrounded by weeds and you finally pull those and you get back to like, what's really beautiful about what I do. So it's ironic because like you mentioned, like, yeah, I teach how to use Instagram and how to build it. Like yeah. I, do, I do, but it's one of the first things that we talk about anytime I'm coaching someone or, or in my course or whatever is, is it fun for you? Like right. 
is fun for you. And so you could be develop you, you could be, you know, just kicking ass on Instagram mm-hmm. and all these like cool things. But if it's not fun for you, if it's not filling you up, if it's not bringing you joy, and if instead you're stuck in that comparison trap, it's not going to work. No. It's just not. And so I think what you did is exactly what more people should do. You know, identify those things that just are not working, even if everybody else says this yeah. is the way, because yep. nobody's way is the exact same as somebody else's. Yeah. And that's what's important. Finding that, you know, listening for that calling and responding to it and understanding your why and your mission and your magic, whatever you want to call yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and pursuing that just unashamed. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like we evermore has an Instagram account and it's important and I know it's important. Um, but I have found like having someone else run it has been one of the greatest things I could have done. Um, and does she do it exactly how I would do it? No. And that's okay. Because at the end of the day, we're still getting our mission out there. Um, and there's times where like, I'll do a post and I'll write the caption. Um, and it, and it comes out of a place of like abundance. Like I just like flows out of me. It's not forced on my end because someone else is doing it, you know, 85% of the time. And I just kind of pepper in my own every here, every now and then. And so like, I know those things are important. So I'm not saying like, if you completely wipe your business off the map, you're probably not going to get any business friends. Okay. But if you can use it, use social media in a way and, you know, use your existing client group, use your email lists in a way that is like really targeted towards people who get you, that is going to be much more fun, much more rewarding and much more beneficial. Like I, just like the thought, like gasp, I don't have any weddings on the calendar this year. Oh my gosh. And, um, you know, I know for a lot of photographers, that'd be a huge panic. And for me, it feels so freeing. Um, and I mean, the truth is, is like my life looks a lot different than it did 10 years ago. You know, I've added three kids. We, you know, like it's just different and it's okay. Like 10 years ago, I thought my dream was to be like this famous photographer who shot weddings every weekend. And my kids changed that, you know, and, and maybe it's not kids for you. Maybe it's just something in your life that changed and it it just changed what you wanted out of it. And that's okay. I just feel like so many people get wrapped up in like, this is what I should be doing. This is, you know, the things that are gonna make me money. And it's like, what's going to make your heart happy? You know, like none of that matters. If at the end of your life, you're like, gosh, I made a lot of money, but I sure was miserable. Like that's not what anybody wants. So yeah. You're exactly right. And I think I, I hope and pray that you will find the this same success with Evermore. I, I personally have no doubt that you will. But I think that what tends to happen when your heart is happy and when you're feeling fulfilled is that the money follows. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I mean, when you kind of free up your time and you're doing what lights you up, yep. other people can see that the money will follow. For sure. And ever, Evermore is a little bit unique. It's a nonprofit. So there's all these kinds of things. Like, it's really funny. Like, the board that we have has to vote to make me an employee, which is just crazy to think about. Like, I founded it, but I have to be as approved as an employee to get paid, which obviously, like, I think everyone should be compensated for the work they do, but I'm not in this to make, you know, millions of dollars. But the effect that it's had on my photography business, like having that VIP client group. Um, I've had like three clients 
been like, we want to book a session. We want, and like out of the middle of nowhere, or like, I want to order, I want to order canvas of this. And like, people just see that. I don't know. I just feel like when you remove the clutter, people see that, you know? And so now I'm able to clearly. Yeah. And now I'm able to just serve the people that I have really well. And that feels really good. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, I love it so much. Well, I feel like my my next question is always like, what's getting you excited right now? And what's really pumping you up? And I feel like we just spent the last 10 minutes like getting together. <laughs> yeah. I think, I mean, obviously evermore, um, our 501c3 is almost ready. Everything's super delayed with everything going on right now. So that's been kind of like a, oh my goodness. Um, but yeah, once that's approved, I've got tons of ideas for like, I don't know, just like fun things. Like I want to do a bonfire t-shirt campaign with like these really cute floral t-shirts. And I want to do um, like cute little stickers. And like, I just have all these cutesy little ideas that can spread our vision far and wide. Um, but we can't do any of that stuff until that 51 c 3 is established. So that's almost ready, which is crazy. Like I never, I really truly never thought, you know, 10 years ago when I started my business that I would be a founder of a nonprofit, like never in a million years. So that's really exciting. Um, but yes, yeah, so our website is almost ready. Oh my gosh. Um, that's something that I'm doing, which is a good thing and a bad thing. Good thing because I've, you know, I've got all the content at my fingertips and I can like do it all. Bad thing because I'm a little bit of, of a perfectionist. Um, and so it's taking longer than I, than I thought, but that's usually how it goes with websites. But yeah, so all those things are almost there. Um, but in general, it is, I mean, it's off, it's flying, it's, it's going and flowers are getting delivered and moms are getting cared for. And that's all we want. I love it. Well, Chelsea, this conversation has just been so life-giving for me. And I know that I think that Evermore is going to inspire people, but specifically your story and just like how you really like listen to that calling and followed it with your heart. And that's such an important thing. And I think oftentimes in the very masculine world of business, it kind of gets down a little bit. And so yeah. to remember that like our, our business, just like we are here for a purpose, our business is too. And how can we really fulfill and live into that purpose? And I just think you're doing that so beautifully. So thank you so much for chatting. Thanks for having me. If everyone like thinks I'm being dramatic, it's fine. I'm, I'm used to it. I'm, I got no shame in my feeling game. So, (laughs) so where can people find you and or evermore bloom, excuse me, evermore blooms online so they can come stalk you and see what you're up to. Yeah. So you won't find anything online for me photography. Wise, <laughs> um, I have my VFA client group, and that is like invite only, and it's like this super fun group. Um, but as far as Evermore goes, which is the most important thing, um, our Instagram handle is at evermorebloomsorg, um, and it's so pretty, and I love our Instagram account. Um, our Facebook account is Evermore Blooms. Um, I gotta say, like, there's two, and I feel like the other account got a ton of likes from my friends and family <laughs> unintentionally. So you're welcome. Um, but look for, look for the profile that has the pink, um, pink and white flower profile picture. And then our website is coming soon and it'll be evermorebloomsorg Awesome. Chelsea, thank you so much. This was wonderful. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to Take It Personally. If you're a regular listener, you might already know that some of the best conversations actually happen after the show. Head over to Facebook and search Take It Personally podcast to join our private Facebook group and join the conversation. We'll also put the link in the show notes. 
And if you haven't already, would you head over to iTunes and leave us a review? This is the best way to let other people know about the show and help us to keep creating content you love. You can also head to takeitpersonallypodcast.com for all the show notes from today's episode and past episodes. Thanks so much for listening. See you next week.